Darwin, please come back. No. Oh, Darwin, please don't give up. This is the awesomest thing I've ever heard. Please let me have some rest. Enjoy my backlog. Oh, Darwin, I love you so much. I'm your greatest fan. Oh, shit. That's what I get for interacting with fans. Well, guys, here I'm back. I guess I'll be making these until I die of exhaustion. But this is very creative and fun. Yeah, but my real life is not really fun. And sometimes sucks out my creativity. Darwin, who is that? What are you talking about? Squishy, don't you recognize me? Yeah, Squishy, it is just... Me! Where is you? I'm here! No, his name is you! <gasps> How dare you! No, Squishy! Their name is me! Squishy, why are you dead naming me? Darwin, you have an established show. You can't just change characters. He was always me. Yes, this is the true me. Squishy, go check your privilege. I'm a nearly extinct atmosphere jellyfish. Well, I'm gonna make you completely extinct. For my episodes. By muting your track. Wait. Can you believe that guy? So old school. You know, Flashy was right. We shouldn't associate ourselves with such a hateful sponsor. It's a new year, new us. And new me. All those colorfully haired people on Facebook, we should market to them. They are the future. The ones who consume online shit content. Masqueraded as thoughtful, unconventional art creation thingies. And we are also going through an identity crisis and don't know who the fuck we are. So please listen, because I'm a fucked up shit person and you can at least feel better about yourselves. What are we covering today? Ah, oh, some frogs with fangs. Because we're subtly imitating episode two. If it wasn't already obvious from the episode art. And I just had to go for another multiple episode arc with a common theme. When I'm just fucking tired. What are these frogs called? They're called fanged frogs. But that is not a superhero reference. I know, I'm not doing 60 minutes of superhero puns anymore. Nobody even caught up on it the first time. We're just doing another frog with another pointy appendage, okay? Anyway, let's start already and bite into this episode! <laughs> Fuck my life. Content. Hope my opening gags won't come back to bite me in the ass. <laughs> bunny, bunny buns. Bleh. So why is this frog? <laughs> Sorry, frogs. Plural. Why are these frogs called fanged frogs? Probably because they have fucking fangs. Oh, so they fuck each other with fangs. Um, kinda. They fuck each other up. The males do! Just like with the wolverine frog and its claws, the fanged frog uses its fangs for intraspecific male-to-male combat! Cause you know, no better way to show the future mother of your offspring that you totally want her than wrestling with guys and piercing them a bit with your pointy appendages! Darwin, you're gonna get us cancelled! No, I'm just saying, if you're somebody who feels a need to stabby-stab people with weapons, you're probably compensating for something. See, the only minorities we mock here are serial 
serial killers, cause fuck them. Nobody cares about them and they are my scapegoats. Isn't Dr. Megalo our scapegoats? Who is that? I've never heard of such a person. Darwin, did our show's universe reset? No, you're just remembering it wrong. It's the Megalo effect. Moving on. So why are these frogs called Wolverine frogs? Hmm, I guess it's due to that Canadian Wolverine animal. Darwin, we're covering fangs frogs. Are we? And you already said that. I don't recall that. You're just having deja vu. That henbane smoke really damaged your brain. No, it's just a glitch in the Matrix. Darwin, you forgot your medication again. And you forgot who you are there, bub. But no, I don't take my medication anymore. Because Plot Device 2000 is all natural. I'm fucked up because I'm bound to your mind. Just have a rest there, buddy. I'm not your buddy, friends. Just take a break. You'll get used to it, and our listeners will too. Because this is the all-new, all-different Darwin-verse. Everything is different, but nothing changed. Welcome to 2021. We appreciate your loyalty, and fuck you. Yeah, because my name is me. Oh, but Darwin, how can frogs have fangs when they don't have teeth? Oh, I'm so glad you stuck around. Annoying voice that I never named. But you were talking about toads. Toads don't have teeth, but frogs... Frogs actually do, but only on the upper jaw. But they're not like our teeth. No, they are called vomerine teeth, and they're on the roof of the mouth. Pairs of clusters of tiny pointy conical teeth which are used to... Have a firmer grip over prey while devouring them alive. That actually does make sense. These vomerine teeth are like sandpaper, so when the frog catches an animal with its tongue, it just uses the tongue to press the poor creature against these teeth. So it cannot escape. <laughs> Imagine having that and eating peanut butter and having it stick to the roof of your mouth. No way of removing it. You try to scrape it off with your tongue, but just end up scraping your tongue off. So you're left with a perpetually dangling lump of peanut butter on the roof of your mouth. For all eternity. Fun fact, the pathological fear of having peanut butter stuck to the roof of your mouth is called arachibutyrophobia. I needed to copy and paste that into my script. I'm not spelling that shit, so good luck searching it up. Oh, look at this jolly shit. According to Healthline.com, common symptoms of arachibutyrophobia are uncontrollable anxiety when there is a chance you will be exposed to peanut butter, a strong flight or flight, yeah, they spelled it that way, response when you are in a situation where peanut butter is being served or is close to you, heart palpitations, nausea, sweating, or tremors when exposed to peanut butter. So, basically everybody with peanut allergies? Shit, this is not even funny. And an awareness that your thoughts about choking on peanut butter might be unreasonable, but you feel helpless to change your reaction. And this phobia is also commonly present in people who don't have peanut allergies. Man, our lives are so great now that we have people who are not allergic, deathly afraid of fucking peanut butter. We don't have to worry about saber-toothed tigers killing us in our sleep anymore. So we have to occupy our dumb brains which have evolved to live in constant fear and misery. But here's another cringe-inducing idea. Imagine being a frog-human hybrid person thingy and every morning having to brush your teeth on the roof of your mouth. 
Oh, your imaginingness and enjoying the feeling, huh? But frogs have another kind of teeth on their upper jaw, maxillary teeth, which are not on the roof of the mouth, but around the edge of the upper jaw. In case you don't know what a fucking maxilla is. And they're all the same shape. They don't specialize for certain functions. Frogs don't chew, they swallow their prey whole. And they don't defend themselves by biting. These teeth are just there to hold and prevent the escape of their prey. Again. Because they're so lame, they need two sets of teeth for that. And just on the upper jaw. What's with the lower jaw? Well, out of about 6,000 species of frog, only one has teeth on the lower jaw. The South American Gwenther's marsupial frog, or Gastrotheca gwentheri. And kind of mirroring the discovery history of the last episode's chameleon, this frog's ancestors first evolved teeth on the lower jaw, then de-evolved them. The teeth were lost. Then re-evolved them again. After 200 million years. And this little frog is very interesting to scientists because it challenges an evolutionary concept called Dalo's Law, which states that complex traits lost during evolution cannot be re-evolved. But this frog is an exception because it probably already had the genetic mechanisms to form lower jaw teeth, just needed to activate these already present mechanisms. Not evolve them from scratch. Just like how we're learning that chickens have genes for teeth, claws, and a tail passed on to them from their dinosaur ancestors, and with the aid of a little manipulative fuckuppery from our side, we can cause chicken fetuses to form into dinosaur monstrosities. Oh, but the lower jaw teeth are not the only interesting thing about this frog species. It is one of 58 frog species referred to as marsupial frogs, because they carry their fertilized eggs, their babies, in a pouch. Like a kangaroo. But there are a lot of frogs with similar adaptations. Maybe we talk about them in another episode about pouched frogs. Anyway, frog ancestors were very toothy? Of course they were. They evolved from fish and fish have teeth. Yeah, a group of amphibian ancestors called the Sauropoids had a whole bunch of thorny, pointy teeth covering the whole roof of their mouth. So you know, they can bite their tongue just by having it exist. But they also had large fangs that pointed backwards and were used as grappling hooks. They sunk into prey which was held in place when swallowed. And these fangs, as well as the tiny teeth of modern day frogs, constantly fall out and get replaced throughout the animal's life. But we're not talking about prehistoric fanged dat boys, but rather living fanged frogs. And all this talk about teeth falling out reminded me I'm a slob who forgot to brush his teeth this morning. Or what's left of them? So I'm gonna go do it now. See you guys in a bit. Who lives in your gut, produces your fart, comes up your butt, it's poopy. No. Ah, fuck it. We love Poopy. Yes, we do. We love Poopy, and so do you, because it's an awesome character. So, I couldn't brush my teeth, because the whole bathroom smells like shit. Darwin, your audio quality is very poor. 
Is it? Yeah, your S's are too loud. Well, shut up, Squishius. Ah! Go check your privilege, you ableist swine. I have a speech impairment. And my microphone has a hearing impairment. Yeah, because my phone was probably dropped on the floor more times than I was upon birth. Can't you just buy a real microphone? No, because I am financially impaired as well. They're like $10 on Rainforest named websites. I live in a third world country and Rainforest named websites can't find me on the map. At least nobody's gonna bomb us anymore. But here's a fun story. I subscribed to one of these streaming services because I wanted to watch some historical TV documentary shows on ancient aliens and Bigfoot and shit like that. But upon doing the purchase, I realized these shows are not available in my region. Due to some licensing crap. Which was not disclosed to me before I disclosed my credit card information. So thank you, America, for inadvertently keeping my culture more intellectually sophisticated by being so greedy that you don't allow us to consume your idiotic bullshit. And Squishy, aren't you muted? This is a new scene, a new session in Audacity. Well, bye! Wait! Squishy is so privileged living in the sky with his fancy organization. Yeah, you know, I heard rumors that he has a social media profile that he uses to post disgusting offensive comments and not very PC memes. And associates are show with that. He is such a disgrace. Why are we assuming Squishy's gender? Because he has different ideologies than us. So he is not entitled to basic human rights. And he isn't human anyway. And fuck you, listener, for being offended over my mistreatment of two-dimensional fictional cutout characters all voiced by the same person. You should do a cartoon show in a small Colorado town. No, I leave that to the professionals because they're already doing a damn fine job. So we've already established that frogs have teeth. And only one species in the world has teeth on the lower jaw. But fanged frogs are a completely different thing. A whole group of 68 species with fangs on their lower jaw. Whoa, how is that possible? Because the fangs of fanged frogs are not teeth. Double wah. They're bony protrusions of the lower jaw. Triple wah combo. And not just present in fanged frogs, but evolved independently in four different frog families. Wow. <laughs> Yeah, my personal introduction to the concept of fanged frogs, which we used to refer to the genus Limnonectus, was influenced by sensationalist science articles years ago when they discovered a new species in 2008 in Thailand called Limnonectus megastomias. Species name means big mouth. And the article titles were all like, fanged bird-eating frog found blah blah blah. And they kind of mislead you because when you try to do the research, you uncover that fangs are not such an uncommon thing in the frog world, and neither is eating birds. And the more I do this show, the more I stumble upon cool stuff that is sensationalized with the discovery of some new species. And when I start researching, I find out that these cool adaptations are not so unique in the newly discovered species. And are very common and were known for centuries, but scientists didn't want to share, I guess, or were bastardized by the media. So, Doctor, can you tell us about the significance of this new frog species you discovered? Oh, this is a new species that can form hybrids with this other species, so we may better understand hybridization within this frog complex, and with enough DNA sequencing potentially uncover a new cryptic species. But Doctor, what is that spot on the frog's foreheads? Oh, that is just the parietal eye. So you're saying this frog has a third eye? Well, yeah, kinda. That is so fascinating! We can 
can make headlines out of this. But most frogs have a prior to lie. It's nothing new. But this one has it. Yes. And you discovered it? I did. Well, sir, why don't you tell us about this amazing third eye discovery? But that's not even the discovery, the unique thing about the species. Third eye. Third eye. Millions of clicks. I can see the headline three-eyed frog battle scientist. It doesn't. Frog with three eyes amazes the world. No, it's quite common. Frog opens third eye and aligns its chakras. Horoscope on page 43. Oh, shit. You know, in 2012, there was an eyeless spider discovered in a cave in Laos. And all media outlets just kept writing that this was the only huntsman spider without eyes. So a few months ago, I thought, hey, such a cool, unique thing. I could do a short episode. Then started researching and realized huntsman spiders are not the only spiders in the world. And there is actually a shit ton of eyeless spiders in caves all around the world. So it would take me ages to prepare an episode on spiders without eyes. Thankfully, though, the world is falling apart. I have more important matters to worry about in life and could care less about staying true to the scientific method and meticulously studying and verifying everything I fucking blurred out on a stupid zero-budget comedy show with toilet humor. For free! This is just a stupid hobby. So, science OCD people with sticks up your asses. At least be happy that anybody is even talking about this crap. Even if it is not the way that you want it to be. Make your own damn show. If you want more credible and professional info, have at the sources in my episode descriptions. So regarding fanged frogs and other frogs with fangs, from what I've gathered, the actual fangs, referred to as anurin fangs or odontoid fangs, are bony outgrowths of the lower jaw, anatomically known as odontoid processes. And you wouldn't believe how many species from different genera have this adaptation, and it seems to have evolved independently numerous times. I can't possibly cover all these species that are not from the fanged frog genus. And each one of them has other cool adaptations that weren't their own episodes. What is important for this topic we're covering is to know that these fangs serve two different functions. Depending on the species. Those with smaller fangs are species that usually eat large prey, like small mammals, birds, or even other frogs. And some cannibalize their own species. So they have fangs to easier grip onto their prey. And in such species, there is not much variation in fang size between males and females, because the fangs are a result of natural selection. However, those species with large fangs evolved them thanks to sexual selection. The males are larger and their fangs are much larger. They normally do not eat large prey, though they can opportunistically. Their fangs are used for male-to-male combat. They like to stabby-stab each other. Sink those chompers into some frog leg. Kinda like my French listeners. And the frogs with the largest fangs, with the most aggressive male-on-male action, are fanged frogs. The genus Limnonectus. But really, if we can name clawed boys wolverine frogs, why can't we make it fun and name the chompy chaps saber-toothed frogs? Both like to fight males and brutally fuck them up. Bit them against each other. But no, you can't do that. No, fuck animal rights. It's because wolverine frogs live in Africa and fanged frogs live in Asia. The Indonesian island of Sulawesi has 15 species of fanged frog. But only four have been described. Because frogs are like mushrooms. No, not because you get high from licking them. Those are toads. And yeah, they are eaten a lot by the locals. I guess French people live everywhere. No, it's because they have lots of those cryptic species. We can only identify by molecular analysis. 
There is this species Cools Creek Frog or Limnonectus cooley that was thought to have a pretty broad distribution around Asia, but in 2010 it was uncovered that there are like 16 different species under this name that all look exactly alike. So they are now known as the Cooley Species Complex. But anyway, I went through all the species listed on Wikipedia to find some cool interesting ones to talk about. And you know what I saw? That some of these frogs have been named by Bollinger. You know, Professor X, the same guy who named the Wolverine frog. So yay, completely coincidental reference to episode 2. Really, I didn't plan this shit. But that's not all, because some of the other species were also named by Batka, the same guy who originally discovered the chameleon from last episodes. So, there's this one I mentioned discovered in 2008, Limnonectus megastomias, or the Korat Big Mouthed Frog. It's interesting because it has a very big mouth. No, it's because it eats other frogs and birds. And most of the articles I saw years ago have now all disappeared. They're changing our reality, fucking Megalo effect. But I remember reading they know it eats birds because they found feathers in its poop. But fangs and mouths are not the only big things fanged frogs have. The species Linonectus dabanus, or Adam's wart frog, has a giant head. The males do. No, it's not what you think. Remember, frogs don't have penises. I'm talking about the actual head that's nearly half the male's body length. Not the penis. And it has a swollen cap. No penises here. That is used kind as ornamentation to attract females. Uh-oh, it's not what you think. And also when the males butt each other with their heads. Ah, oh, shit, think what you want. But really, I will link a blog in the episode description. Go look at the picture. This thing's head kind of looks like a penis head. But speaking of frog penises, you know that there are like 12 species of frogs which have internal fertilization. And in some of these, the males have evolved a tail which acts as a pseudo-penis. So they may fertilize the females internally. Cause didn't you know that frogs normally don't have sex? Their fertilization is external. The female just lays her eggs and the male just hugs her and ejaculates all over the eggs. Outside of her. Oh, traditional God would be so proud of them. Not engaging in sinful acts. God loves frogs so much he appointed them as one of the plagues of Egypt. And, you know, you'd think fanged frogs are known for their fangs. But in recent years, the most exciting thing about this group of frogs is the discovery of this one species, Limnonectus larvae partus, which is the only one of the genus to have internal fertilization. But not just that, because this frog is the only frog in the whole world that also gives birth to live tadpoles. But the media likes to sensationalize this a bit and makes it seem like this is the only frog with live birth. Which is not the case because this is the only one that births tadpoles. But others give birth to froglets and some birth froglets out of their mouth. Actually birthed because we kill them all. And now we're so sad about it that we are attempting to resurrect them from extinction via cloning. It's a whole topic I'm willing to cover another time. But just so you know, frog birthing isn't really the same as human birthing. They're not mammals. They don't have placentas. These female frogs just retain their eggs within their bodies instead of laying them. Because the eggs are safer with mommy. So once the tadpoles hatch within her body, she just proceeds to deposit them in a pond. And how interesting would it be for the male of this species, apart from having pointy appendages for stabbing males, also had one for stabbing females. But the research team did not find any pseudo-penis on the males of this species, so we still don't know how the heck they fertilize internally. 
but generally in fanged frogs, not just this larvae parta species. The males are so dickless that they stay around the nest with their babies and protect them. Well, actually, that's very fatherly and cute, and I'm an asshole. But also, there is evidence that the male's skin secretes substances which inhibit fungal and bacterial growth. And frogs are very susceptible to fungal infections. So this is an awesome adaptation too because the fathers stay with their babies to keep them healthy. And for the end, speaking of fanged frogs and tadpoles, there is an unrelated frog we discovered in 2010 called the Vampire Flying Frog. Because the tadpoles have giant hook-like fangs, which they use to pierce and devour unfertilized eggs laid by their mother. But it is possible they eat unhatched fertilized eggs as well, so they eat their brothers and sisters. <laughs> oh, you. There is nothing wrong with your phone. Do not attempt to adjust the brightness. We are controlling the screen. Flashy, this is a podcast. They listen, they don't watch. Ever feel life is full of darkness and shades? Flashy! The Haven of the Abyssal Nadaria have a solution. Flashy, wrong episode! Save this for the revival of episode 4. But you defeat me by the end of that episode and everything returns back to normal. Well, thank you for spoiling it for all my listeners. <laughs> Where did you go, Darwin? Please come back. <laughs>